Welcome back, everyone. It is another week getting ever so close to the election. Hope you get out there and vote. So, like, regardless of who or what you're voting for, you got to get out there and do it, and then you can feel free to continue to complain. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the last episode on that sexual healing energy guy, Russell, the masturbation coach. We had some funny discussion on Twitter People, like, not knowing there was such a thing as a masturbation coach. I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh, But a few people did direct message me saying that they had heard of the group masturbation that we talked about done by heterosexual men. So, very interesting. Okay, today's guest has two boyfriends who are childhood best friends. She says it was the perfect fit for her because she'd always been capable of loving more than one person, but she always felt conflicted. I struggled so much before coming to the realization that I was poly. I thought that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me. Like, I thought, like, like, am I just a bad person? Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... Grow up. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is a young woman from Auburn, Alabama. Talk about Bible Belt of the country, right? This will be very interesting. She uh, graduated with a degree in horticulture, used to work at an entomology and plant pathology lab. Uh, She also ran a farm for a year. One of her boyfriends, that's right, one of her boyfriends is a software engineer. The other boyfriend is in animal science. Now, what's really interesting about this relationship is that her two boyfriends have been best friends since childhood. Ayla, thanks for talking to us today. How did you meet? Did you meet them both at the same time? Uh, Yes, I actually met them uh, at the same time. My uh, roommate at the time was in uh, an engineering club at the college we went to, and um, one of my boyfriends was in the same engineering club and uh my boyfriend invited my roommate to go to sam's club and of course his roommate came with him and i went with my roommate and his roommate ended up being my other boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) they must have had a like a good special going at sam's club that day (laughs) well we had never been and so we were seeing if it was worth buying a membership for okay so and they they had been best friends Oh, yeah. They've been best friends since they were in uh, elementary, middle school. They um, came to college together and were roommates together and everything. Okay. And then you were single at the time? Uh, Yes. How did this relationship start? Did you date both of them right away or one before the other? Actually, I was interested in my boyfriend, who's an engineer now, first. But he had recently broken up with his first girlfriend. They'd been dating for three years and he wasn't ready to get into a relationship. But we were all just friends hanging out and uh, ended up developing feelings for my other boyfriend, the one who was in animal science. And uh, so I ended up dating him. You know, of course, they were still roommates and we all hung out a lot together. And um, we were monogamous in the beginning, my first boyfriend and I. But um, I've always been polyamorous and always had that inclination to feel like something's missing in a relationship. And 
It was actually my boyfriend in animal science who suggested that we open up the relationship because I'm actually a little bit clingy and I like to do a lot of things with my partner. And also he knew that I would just be happier. So you're okay. You're dating one guy. Yeah. And you started developing feelings for his best friend. Yes. Did he know that? Yes, he he knew from the beginning. I've always been very open and honest about how I feel about everything. I I you know didn't cheat on him or anything, but I mean he knew he knew before I started dating him that I had feelings for the other person. But but I didn't even suggest an open relationship because I knew that at the time that he wanted to be monogamous, and so I I mean I didn't even suggest it. But then he actually came to me and said that he had thought about it and he wanted me to be happy. So it was your boyfriend who then suggested maybe you should start something up with his best friend. Yeah. And it it's kind of funny. It kind of helped our relationship by taking some of the pressure off of him. Like I'm, I tend to, you know, have a lot of hobbies and, you know, be really, you know, active and a lot of things. And it, I kind of started doing some of those things with, you know, his friend. And it was kind of more of, well, you know, you can go hang out with him. I don't mind you flirting with him. And then it just kind of got to a point to where I was in love with them both and they had both thought about it and they were both kind of like, you know, why can't you date us both? Like what's, you know, wrong with that? We're both okay with it. What's, you know, the issue here? Was there ever any jealousy? Uh, no, I don't I don't think there ever really was. It it was kind of a very slow progression. It really kind of evolved over the course of a year or two. I mean, I always made sure that they were both comfortable with everything, and I really just moved at the pace of what they were comfortable with. How does that work? Do you divide your time evenly between the two? Do you all hang out together? We hang out together a lot. Like I said, they're best friends, so it just kind of works out well to where we can all just hang out together. And uh, as far as like individual time, I feel that that's important, too, and I enjoy having individual time with each of them. I mean, I don't know if it's really equal exactly, it just kind of however it works out to where, you know, like, oh, I want to do this thing with, you know, him. I want to, you know, spend the night with him tonight. It just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of naturally works out. And if someone feels that things are being, you know, time spent unequally or want more time, then that's something we, you know, talk about and it's never an issue. Mm -hmm. What's your living situation? Do you all live separately? Are you close by? Uh, Yeah, right now I live with my boyfriend that's a software engineer but I still spend nights with my other boyfriend. Like we live close enough to where I can, you know, just walk between them. Um, <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> you know. So they live like practically next to each other and you just go from house to house? Yeah, pretty much. Have you ever been intimate with both of them at the same time? Uh, no, we haven't. They're both straight and um, they don't have any romantic involvement with each other. And I don't know, that's just something that doesn't really intersect. Do you think their friendship has changed at all since this all started? Um, I don't think really so. I mean, maybe possibly they're closer because I feel like a lot of times if you're close friends with someone, roommates in college and stuff, a lot of times one will get a girlfriend, the other will get a girlfriend, and then they just kind of split off and end up, you know, spending more time with their significant others and then, you know, having families and then they don't have as much time for each other. Whereas in our situation, they're still able to be, you know, best friends still, you know. Hmm. Um, do your friends and family know? Uh, my family knows and my friends know. Uh, my boyfriend, who's an engineer's family, know but my boyfriend, who's the animal science major, his family doesn't know. His father's actually a preacher. Oh. Yeah. And they're from a small town. And 
it, he's worried about, you know, how that'll go over. Do you guys still live in that small town? Uh, no, we uh, actually live a couple hours away, so it's it's not a, a big issue. We more have our own lives here, you know. So uh, they grew up together, uh, childhood friends. Yes. Their families must know each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their families know each other well. But one man's family knows about this arrangement. The other family doesn't know? Yeah, but the, it's kind of funny because I was actually talking to my boyfriend, who's the engineer's mother, and then she was saying, yeah, I could understand why he was, uh, you know, be afraid to, to tell him. She says, I think that they would get used to it and be okay with it, but I can definitely understand why he would be afraid of that because, you know, he's he's the preacher in the town, you know. And Have you been, so you've been in polyamorous relationships before? Uh, yes, I've been in uh, one polyamorous relationship before this one. Is this one any different because the two guys are such close friends? Yeah, actually, my first polyamorous relationship, I was young. I was 18, and I, I just really didn't know how to handle things well. And they weren't friends to begin with, and I had a hard time managing my time. And it, we ended up, you know, breaking up because I, I just didn't really understand how to manage properly and how to address the emotional concerns and everything. But I feel like I learned a lot from that relationship that's helped me in this relationship. And I feel that them being best friends has been, you know, a very big advantage to our relationship working out well, because they already knew each other and were already close. And I feel that that's important, even in a relationship like ours, in which, you know, my boyfriends are not romantically involved. I feel like it's still important for them to have a close friendship. You said you learned uh, a few things from your prior polyamorous relationship. That's helped you a lot. What are some of those things? Uh, one thing is moving at the pace of whoever is the least comfortable with the situation, being very patient, like not trying to move faster and making sure to listen very closely to anything that anyone says and addressing the concerns. Mm -hmm. I feel like communication is really the biggest thing. I could have done a better job in communication in my first relationship. And, and in that relationship, were you also uh, involved with two men at the same time? Yeah. And funnily enough, it was actually my roommate at the time. Whenever I first met my other boyfriend, my current boyfriends, we had broken up, but we, you know, we're still good friends and still live together. We'd been living together for a few months after we had already broken up, but we had decided that, you know, it wasn't working out as far as relationship with us. Um, are you straight? No, I'm uh, actually pansexual. I'm attracted to someone's personality. I don't really care about what, you know, genitalia they have. I'm more focused on if, you know, we have chemistry and I click with them, you know. Mm -hmm. You said that before you always felt like something was missing when you weren't poly. Do you feel that you have enough now? Do you ever think that you would want to bring yet a third person into this or actually a fourth? I was actually surprised at, I thought that was just a problem that I had with like wanting to seek others and having the problem with struggling with that in monogamous relationships. And I, I just thought that that was a problem that I would always struggle with. To be honest, I didn't even know that a polyamorous relationship would fix that. But whenever I started dating my current boyfriends and things started, you know, just going well and, and clicking, like I just kind of lost that desire to seek others or to flirt or the feeling that, that something's missing from my life. I'm, I'm just I'm so happy now. I'm just completely content in my relationship. I, I I don't have the desire to seek out anyone and I don't have problems with developing feelings for friends like I used to. I mean, I'm just, you know, content. That's that's just kind of gone now. Mm -hmm. um, how about your boyfriends? Do either of them want to bring someone else in for them? 
No, we've discussed it, and I've, I've, you know, made it clear to them that we can, you know, talk about it if, uh, you know, they do find anyone, and they've both said that they're, you know, happy with the way things are. They don't, you know, have the desire to seek anyone else out. They both, they consider themselves, you know, monogamous before me. They're, you know, happy with the way that things are now, but they don't see themselves wanting to seek anyone else out. They're still monogamous. Yeah, in a way. Well, because they're they're just with you, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so they're still monogamous. Yeah, uh, and and you feel like this is enough. This is the this is the magic number for you. Two two boyfriends. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I'm I'm very happy with the way things are. How about thoughts of marriage and children? I would like to get married to them one day. You know, of course, it's not legal right now. We have considered um, alternate, you know, like contracts and such. Just having a ceremony. And there are, you know, different things you can do, like making sure that, you know, both children are included in wills and signing other contracts that are, you know, protect, you know, children and property and stuff. And but it's not quite the same as marriage and that you don't have a lot of the same big legal things like, you know, like we wouldn't be next of kin at a hospital and other things like that. All the same issues that you had with gay marriage before it became legal. But I would like to marry them one day. And I mean, they both, you know, have the same feelings towards me, we'd like for it to be legal before we did. But, you know, we may end up, you know, going the alternate marriage route if it ends up not becoming legal. Right. And how about children? We would like to have children one day. How would that work? Would you would you have a child with both of them? We haven't completely decided yet if we want to just have it be, you know, kind of like a, a surprise and like none of us, you know, know, or if we wanted to do one biological child with each of them. But either way we do it, we don't want to tell, you know, other people. We want everyone to know because the way that we would feel is that they're both the father of the children. We don't, we wouldn't see them as separate. I mean, just like if you used a sperm donor, you wouldn't say that the sperm donor was the father of your child. Like we believe that, you know, they would both equally be the father of them. We would want everyone else to see it that way. Oh, so you would purposefully not want to know um, who the biological father is? Yes. And you would then obviously keep it from the child and your friends and family? Yes. Interesting. You said that your family is okay with this. Uh, is that surprising to you? Were you afraid to tell them in the beginning? Uh, yeah, I was. I was worried in the beginning. My my parents are uh, seventy one, and you know, born and raised in Alabama. And my father's father was a preacher. It never really came up anything like this, and so I didn't really know their opinion. They'd always been supportive of me before, but you know what I mean. It's just something that I just worried about because it just had never really come up, but. I uh, actually told my mother first and figured I'd tell separately. And my my uh, mom's one of those sweet little Southern ladies. <laughs> I figured that uh, she'd be a good gauge before I told my father. And uh, I told her and it was right before Christmas. And uh, I told her and she she was a little bit confused and kind of, you know, kind of thrown back at first. And she was, you know, asking questions, making sure she knew I was dating my first boyfriend at the time but she didn't know about the other one. She thought we were just friends. She was like, oh, is, is, is you know, he okay with it? Is everything okay? And after I, you know, assured her that, you know, they're both okay with it, they both know and everything, all that, I explained it to her like, well, you know, like if you have one child and then you have a second child, it doesn't mean that, you know, you love the first child any less just because, you know, you want a second child. And that's kind of the way it is mm-hmm. for me romantically. I love them both equally in their own ways, but... And then uh, after she, you know, calmed down, it clicked and she understood. And she was like, well, you know, they're both, you know, great young men. I, uh, I'm, you know, proud you found people that make you happy. And then she uh, 
false for a second. Then she jumped up. She said, oh, no, it's it's Christmas. I didn't get the other one a gift. I didn't know that y'all were dating. And then we, <laughs> we had to go off to the to the store and we went shopping Aww. and we talked about what he liked and everything. And you know, that just made me feel really accepted and included that she, you know, she thought that was important that he had a gift too, even though she just found out about it because she didn't want him to feel like, you know, she didn't Left care out. about him too. Speaking of Christmas gifts, not that Ayla's mom would buy anything from there, but you never know. You can go to adamandeve.com, use the code word LENA, L-E-Y-N-A, at checkout, and you'll receive 50% off just about any one item uh, on their website. You'll also get 10 free gifts, 6 free movies, and free shipping. So I'm sure you can find something for everyone. Okay, um, so you told your mom. How long after that did you wait to tell your dad? Uh, It was... um maybe a month later, it was the next time I came home after Christmas. And I, I told him about it. And he said, uh, you know, I think I kind of I think I, I kind of knew I, uh, I guess I, I didn't really think about it much, but I feel like I, I kind of suspected. But you know, as long as they make you happy, then I'm happy for you. As long as y'all are y'all are happy. That's what I want for you. And that, you know, that was that was good. that He was wow. accepting like that. very nice. Uh, you said that you're very cognizant of making sure that each gets their own time. Each person feels like they're being taken care of. Yes. Um, but you also hang out together, uh, you know, as a group as oh, well. Yeah. So when, when you're all together, what is that dynamic like? Do you pay attention? I mean, do you sit on the couch and you're, you're in the middle? <laughs> and how do you divide the affection Oh, yeah. Well, uh, a lot of times when we're together, like if we're sitting on the couch watching a movie, I'll either, you know, sit in the middle and hold both of their hands or I'll lay with my head in one's lap and my legs in the other. Or, you know, it's just most of the time, a lot of times if we're, you know, at home, I'll be showing affection to both or I'll, uh, you know, alternate. And in public, I'll a lot of times uh, sit beside, you know, one if we go to dinner, you know, one time and the other if I go to dinner the next time and if we're walking or something, I'll alternate in a day who I hold hands with or as we're walking or I just kind of go back and forth. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of like you would pay attention to, you know, two friends. You wouldn't, you know, neglect one if you were spending time with two friends. That's just, I don't know, it just kind of naturally works out. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Um, even in places like Los Angeles, People don't necessarily talk very openly about these alternative lifestyles. What is it like where you are in that part of Alabama, Alabama in general? But, um, uh, you know, do you find other people in the community? Is there a polyamorous community in Alabama? Well, uh, I'm lucky in that where I currently live is probably the most open place in Alabama. It's uh, where there's a, a college and there's actually the, the college has a uh, LGBTQ club and there are a few like, you know, activities that they do like uh, it's Auburn. They rolled the tumor's corner like they at one point rolled it with rainbow paper and they have a, a little bit of an LGBT community here. And so it's a little bit more accepting than most of the places in Alabama and the smaller towns. You get a lot of uh, funny looks if, you know, you're walking somewhere holding the hand of someone of the same sex or something. And, I know there's at least three people that came out after high school and that weren't out at all, but they came out after they, you know, moved to another state and went to college. It's just something that a lot of people are afraid to, you know, come out about. A lot of people, like, it's something that's, you know, kind of hush-hush. Everybody's religious here and everybody, you know, a lot of people think it's a sin and but in the in the smaller towns, it's a lot worse, and we're just lucky that where we're at is a little bit more open. We, which even poly, polyamory is a little bit more, I would say, even more taboo than being, you know, in a 
you know, relationship with someone of the same sex. Like if we go to dinner and, and, you know, someone notices that, you know, I've been holding one's hand and sitting beside the other. Like a lot of times we get funny looks from waiter, waiters or like, you know what I mean? You get funny <laughs> looks if you, a lot of people don't ever really consider that. And the funny thing is it's, you know, kind of like, you know, back in the day, two spinster women, oh, poor things. They, you know, just having to live together for comfort, you know, and they're actually just <laughs> lesbians and they've been, you know, living together their whole life because they're, you know, together. But <laughs> it's kind of the way it is in a poly relationship nowadays. People don't think anything about three people going out to dinner together unless they're, you know, outwardly showing affection. And in a way, you can just kind of hide in plain sight in that way. Like if we're, you know, going to their town, people don't think of the three of us hanging out. Oh, yeah. Well, they were best friends. I remember they were best friends in high school. That's one of them's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. So but do you uh, when you are out in public, uh, do you find yourself kind of just paying attention um, so that you're not openly affectionate with both of them as to, you know, get those looks or raise eyebrows? Uh, I definitely do that. And uh, if I'm in their town, because I don't want things getting back to his father, who's the preacher. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's a small town. Everybody talks. Everybody knows everybody. And with him being the preacher, of course, everybody knows him, you know. Right. Um, can you explain more about that feeling you talk about, you know, missing something when you were monogamous? Even when you thought you were happy in a relationship, you really weren't. Can you kind of expound more on that? Yeah, and it's. It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, like my the boyfriend that I'd had previously, he and I had been dating since I was 16, and we dated for three years. He made me happy. He was wonderful to me. It was, you know, it was not his fault at all how I was feeling. He was an amazing boyfriend. It just, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to explain. He did everything perfect. Everything was amazing between us, except I just, struggled with the feeling like just something was missing something wasn't there something's not right here and it's just I don't know it's just really hard to explain but it's it's something that made me feel that I was broken like I have this amazing man who makes me feel wonderful and I love him and he does everything right and he does so much for me but why do I you know feel like I want you know, I I feel like something's missing or I feel, you know, whenever I, you know, around friends, I start, you know, if I'm around someone for too long, I start maybe developing feelings. I, I, at one point I ended up just basically banning myself from having friends or talking to any of my friends because I'd started developing feelings for one of my friends. And I wanted, you know, I didn't want to, you know, develop feelings for someone else. And what had happened previously in my relationships, I dated two different people before, him that I, you know, before I knew really what polyamory was or anything. And what happened was I, I had, you know, was dating one, started developing feelings for another, broke up with that one, got with the other one, started developing feelings for someone else, broke up with that one, got with the other one, same thing with him right before him. And that's kind of the thing. And I didn't want to develop feelings for another friend and then, you know, leave him because I was so happy, except for that feeling like something was missing and just being discontent with things and just feeling restless and trapped. Mm-hmm. And it was not his fault at all. And I, that's something that I feel like a lot of people that may be poly but not understand and a lot of people who are with those people may not fully understand is that it's never the person's fault who they're with it's not like they're you know not doing enough it's just that I don't know some people are just made differently and some people are just poly some people are monogamous and some people range somewhere in between to where they could be poly or monogamous. Now how did you know that those were feelings that were polyamory versus just sexual attraction, like you wanted to be, you know, polysexual, you wanted to uh, just be non-monogamous. Were you able to distinguish the difference? Well, I, I, 
I consider myself demisexual. I don't really have a lot of, I don't really feel physical attraction to someone until I've developed an emotional bond with them. And I actually had tried to have an open relationship and flirt and stuff with other people before. And it just, I don't know, it just wasn't satisfying and it just didn't, I wanted more. I wanted to actually have a relationship with someone. Anyone that I try to, you know, flirt with and stuff, I, it, it like, in, I may try to like message in a, you know, a sexual way or something, but it just wasn't, I don't know, it didn't feel right. I always wanted, you know, more like emotionally rather than, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you were in these like serial monogamous relationships, just one after another, um, and you felt like something was missing, at the same time, did, was it like you'd be out and you found yourself, like, did you have wandering eyes? And did that make you feel bad? Well, it wasn't as much like, you know, just, you know, seeing someone and being attracted to them. It was more of, I mean. Wanting an emotional connection with someone else. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's wanting an emotional connection or developing that with people that were, you know, I was in contact with like friends and, um, and it's just. I don't know. The thing is, in the very beginning, I guess, I I thought of it as, oh, well, maybe I'm not with the right person. And I think that's why I would end up breaking up with the person and end up with the other person that, you know, I, you know, developed an attraction to. I was saying, oh, well, if I develop an attraction to this person, then I guess maybe the other person and I aren't right for each other because I'm developing an attraction to this person. But then whenever I was in the relationship with my previous boyfriend and everything was going so well, I realized that that wasn't really the case. It wasn't just that, oh, well, this person's not right for me. And I developed an attraction towards this person. It was that, you know, it, there was like, I realized that that was, I guess I, that was when I realized that I was polyamorous. It wasn't just, oh, well, this relationship's not right for me. And if I find the right person, then I'll be able to be monogamous happily. It's that even So it in, really, it really wasn't them. It was you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's something that I think I think some people may struggle with that think they're that are poly that just think that, oh, well, this relationship's not right. And then they move on that maybe just haven't found, you know, the right people to make them realize that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you have for someone who feels that way? They feel trapped, like they've got a great partner and yet they feel trapped and like something is missing. What would you do about that? The first step I definitely say is to talk to your partner about it. Make sure to reassure them that they're doing nothing wrong, that you're happy with them, that it's a feeling that you have that is, you know, separate from your relationship with them. And it's something that you're struggling with and maybe, you know, ask them how you know, they would feel about something like polyamory and tell them that, you know, you you don't want to, you know, push them into anything that they're uncomfortable with. The very, very first thing that I would suggest is always pay attention to your partner's comfort level. Never try to push them into anything. Only suggest or tell them how you feel. Never try to get anything from them. And then if they're open to the idea, then they can, y'all can discuss it from there. But the problem is, like, if you try to push, then it'll end up, you know, messing up the relationship. You never want to push someone into anything they're uncomfortable with. Some people are just monogamous and won't be happy in a polyamorous relationship. And, I mean, that's something that y'all can discuss. Maybe if you're, you know, attracted, you know, if you just want something, you know, sexual, you can, like, discuss. And maybe you can, you know, 
be able to sext other people online or something. But the thing is, it's very personal. It's something that you and your partner have to discuss and come up with. And you have to be very communicative and open. Communication is is key and in, in making sure that your partner's comfortable. And also, if you bring anyone else into the relationship, remember that there are people too. Like, they're not just, you know, a toy or a relationship aid. They're, you know, they're real people too with real feelings. And make sure that you communicate with them too and make sure that, you know, they understand where you stand and make sure that, you know, they're, you know, 100%, you know, aware of the situation. And I mean, it's okay if you end up just having, you know, a buddy for sex or something. But the thing is, they need to know that they don't need to come in thinking, oh, well, this is going to be a polyamorous relationship. We're working towards, you know, making everyone comfortable with things being equal. But then, you know, you're over here like, yeah, well, we only wanted sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just make sure that everyone's aware if you bring anyone in what the conditions are in the very beginning. And then just, again, move at the comfort level of the person who's the most uncomfortable and be patient. The poly relationships that you've had have always been you with two other people. Um, How would you feel, honestly, how would you feel if the people you were involved with were also involved with other people? I would be slightly jealous, but it would be something that I would be willing to work through. I feel that jealousy is a, a normal emotion and it's not necessarily a disqualifier. Like I would feel that it would be fair for them to be with someone else and it would be something that I would be willing to work on. It's just something that I guess that I haven't encountered yet. And yeah, but, you know, I mean, life and love is not fair, right? I mean, can you see a situation where you're polyamorous, where you're able to love people equally and not subtract from the love that you feel for another, and at the same time have those jealous feelings? Like, you know, maybe you do want your partner to be monogamous with you, but you don't want to be monogamous, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, and the thing is, it's perfectly valid to have those feelings. It's just something that, you know, you need to, would have to discuss with your partners and work on and figure out, you know, if it's something that, you know, what's what's best for the relationship as a whole, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, just uh, some words on, like, when you came to the realization that, okay, you're polyamorous and this is what's going to make you happy, and then you went for it, um, uh, you know, let's talk about the positive side, the upside of working through it. Yeah. I mean, people who don't know about it may look at you and say, okay, that's weird. Something's yeah. <laughs> wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you say what? I struggled so much before coming to the realization that I was poly. I thought that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me. Like I thought like, like, am I just a bad person? But then accepting this and realizing there are other people out there like me or that there are, you know, my boyfriends that are happy being with me and, you know, like having the relationship structure this way, it just, it's such a weight off my shoulder, especially that my family accepted it too. I just feel so happy and so much like myself. I felt like before I was trying to fight against who I was and trying to force myself into a box that I didn't belong to. I felt like I was just trying to fit into, you know, society's idea of what, you know, normal should be without listening to my heart and what I really was. And it just was such a a weight off of me to finally accept that and find people that accept me for who I am and to be in the relationship that I'm actually happy and content in and that I don't have to fight to force myself into. And I'm just, I'm just so happy now. I'm just, I'm so glad that I came to terms with that and that I was able to do it young enough that I found a good relationship that I can, you know, 
have the rest of my life in. You know, I'm just I'm just so glad that I came to terms with things. And do you see yourself being polyamorous for the rest of your life? Oh, yes. I definitely see myself spending the rest of my life with my boyfriends. I'd like to get married one day and have children. I mean, you know, I just I'm just the same as any normal relationship. I've, you know, been with them for a while now. We love each other dearly and we're happy with each other. And you're living the dream. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have never thought before them that this was possible. I just, you know, again, I just struggled with thinking that I was in the wrong and this is bad. But I mean, it's really not bad. I mean, what's wrong with people being happy and in love and doing what works for them, you know? <laughs> it is so nice to hear about people being happy and content. So thank you, Ayla, and good luck to you. All right, next time on Consenting Adults, Jay and his wife, Angie, call themselves average swingers. But not really. When you pump it, is it like, you know, like when a doctor takes your blood pressure pump? Or is it like... Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. He has to physically stop what he's doing and grab his ball sack and start squeezing. No, actually, I just start pumping it up when it's going down. From my point of view, it looks like you're grabbing your ball sack and squeezing, so... That's next time on Consenting Adults. Mm -hmm.